0: And I'm angry. I am pissed off because like, I just feel like my time was wasted. If I'm confused, I'm walking. Y'all really think that a Black woman's hyper-independence is
1: self-imposed and that narrative is so tired. We are the type of women that we're going to do what needs to be done. We're, we're going to handle it. We're going to take care of it. We're going to become what we need to become to make sure that.
0: Welcome to season three of Single You, the podcast. That is what your ears have tuned into, okay? My name is Rika, I am your host and I am a certified life and success coach. That is the hat that I use to execute this podcast. But with that said, girl, I am no expert. Mm -mm. While I do take this seriously and I do move with intention, I'm not the expert. I speak through my lens as a single black woman with no kids who's been through some things. Okay. So welcome to season three. Now, the first two seasons of Single You have been about the journey into a toxic, abusive relationship, whether that been spiritually, financially, physically, or emotionally, and then The journey out and into healing. We've heard many stories, even my own stories, and they served a specific purpose. And those shows will always be here on this platform. But now it's time to pivot. It's 2023. I want to go on a journey of proving that a marriage can be healthy. People can be happy in a monogamous relationship. It just all depends on the truth we tell ourselves. And the work that we do. I speak to the black woman of faith who desires marriage, who wants to date with intention. That's who I'm talking to. When I'm speaking, that is who I'm envisioning in my mind. Now, if you don't fit into that box and you think that I'm speaking to you, welcome to Single You, the podcast. Don't turn it off, welcome, okay? Here we go, let's get into the episode. All right, we are back with another episode of Single You, the podcast. Of course, my name is Rika. And on today's episode, I have brought back my friend, Dr. Tayari, and we are going to talk about a couple of things. And um, I feel like she's going to make me cry today because we don't have a a side conversation before we started crying or crying before we started recording. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's we, we go i feel like i am um just a, a wounded puppy right now and so uh things that we're talking about today i feel like are gonna be close to home um because we're gonna touch on the commentary about Ashanti because Ashanti in my opinion is out here living her best life um at the age of 42 43. Um, no kids traveling, looking good and shiny. That melanin is popping. Um, and and uh, a lot of men had some negative things to say. So we're going to touch on that. And then obviously we got to get to Mavs, Married at First Sight, um, all the way through episode 11. Um, and we're going to touch on that. And yeah, I think the Jasmine and Era's conversation is going to, that's going to be the one to get me. But Without further ado, let me bring my friend back up to the stage, Dr. Tayari. Hey, boo. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Okay. You know, it's good to see you yeah. and to be a part of this conversation. So can you promise that you are not going to Oprah me and make me
1: cry? Like <laughs> I make no promises, but I will do my best today. I, prom- I promise to do my best to yeah. just um, give you honest feedback yeah. and- and I love it. Yep. And I love it.
0: And, and I'm going to receive it. Um, so you actually brought the Ashanti situation commentary to my attention. Okay. Because I remember seeing her picture. So we're talking about, a, 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 I can't remember if Ashanti posted it or somehow a picture of Ashanti surfaced on these internet mm-hmm. streets. Mm-hmm. And the internet streets is a different world. This is a, i don't know what'd be happening over there but it is mind-boggling to me the negativity that came out of that picture surfacing so yeah. we all know who Ashanti is we, we if you listen to my podcast it would be weird if you didn't um maybe you're too young for this podcast if you don't know who Ashanti <laughs> is but we grew up with her uh, we're literally peers we're we're of the, the we're about to be in the 40 club you are Ashanti's 43 um mm-hmm. she is mm-hmm. not married and to my knowledge never been married i believe right never been, yeah i don't think never ever been married and um she doesn't have any kids but right. i just saw her last summer actually i went to a jaw rule and ashanti concert and so i saw the beauty in person i said listen I'm- she is giving me hope and like I'm okay like, i can still <laughs> look good at 43 okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Because 43 yeah. wear, right? Like mm-hmm. she looks good. I mean, and, and not for nothing. Ja Rule good too. I said he got abs still, and he in his forget it, Ja Rule, Okay. Um, and so I was mortified by the comments that you had sent me from other people's men on the internet. And um mm-hmm. one of them was <clears throat> and I quote, because I wrote it down, it's right here. Okay. <laughs> being a fine 42 year old with nobody wait no no sorry look i can't even read my own mm-hmm. typing cuz i don't spell things wrong being a 42 year old with nobody and with no no kids and nobody wants to marry you is not a flex <laughs> when you read that
1: Tayari, what were your original, <laughs> what were your first thoughts? <laughs> I can't publicly say my um, original thoughts without having you censored.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah. you know, for me, it was the unmitigated gall, you know, the audacity um, to be so presumptuous and to make such an assumption about a complete stranger, Right. Cause she's a stranger to the person who decided to make this comment, and 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 mind you, a stranger who would never have a chance with who somebody. has no chance. But that's usually who they are: yeah. those who are most, if you really seriously look at it, right. And this is not arrogance by any means, but usually the people who are most judgmental, who are most critical of uh, the lifestyle of a woman, and who has the audacity to verbalize it. Are the ones who have the least, if any, opportunity at all to be in that woman's presence, to have them, to date them, to be with them, to be next to them. Typically, it is those are the ones who are the most opinionated, right? And so, um, I was I was mortified by the comments, by the very like brazen and open misogyny that was so prevalent in the comments, that was so on display. But what is like the most mind boggling part of all of this is that. I believe that Ashanti is living the life that she chose for herself. Yeah, she's li- she's Ashanti. She yeah. could have had a hundred husbands by now. <laughs> she could have had. You understand? The same she been Elizabeth Taylor, baby, and been mm-hmm. on husband number seven, six, seven, eight. Okay. Yeah. She's seriously. Ashanti. Um, there are probably men proposing to her all the time who chose her that she's not choosing in return. And let's talk about this children thing. Every woman, I know this is like such a news flash, right? For the powers that be. And for the, for the, what do they call it? The, the the patriarchy, right? (laughs) Um, Every woman doesn't want children, beloved. Ding, 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 ding. Some women, (laughs) right? Don't want children. Some women are, don't want the responsibility of children. Some women don't have the capacity, the emotional bandwidth for children. Some women don't, don't have the financial capability, right? For children, whether they're married or not. And then for some people, that's why there's a whole subculture called dinks. Double income, no kids. There's a literal subculture. I have never heard of that.
0: That's what's up. So like two, like double income, like so people who are married. They're no married
1: kids. and they don't have children. I have a sibling like that. My oldest sister has been married for over 20 years. She got married at 19. And they have no children. They I have never desired that. to have children and they are living their best life. So there is a possibility that for some people, some women, particularly who they just don't want children, right? And we're not even going to have the conversation about women who have children who shouldn't have them, right? But, wow. uh... <laughs> They're so bothered. Here's the question that they needed. The people who make those kind of comments need to be asking themselves, why are you so bothered?
0: Yeah. Like what? brings you again to give you the gall the audacity to say this is not a flex there was n- another comment that i said you know that i saw that said no kids not married something must be wrong why mm-hmm. is it, it is. the level of oh this is a, a great woman or whatever tied to having a man and or kids like i just mm-hmm. i don't understand how we're still there I, I i think i know where it comes from i think i'm smart enough to realize where it comes from but we're in 2023 now sweetheart and it wasn't right back then and it definitely ain't right now to measure a woman's worth by the you know by the bar of is she married and does she have kids um do comments like this uh you know because let's be honest you and i are both beautiful single black women okay (laughs) um that apparently by their measurement we ain't because of that (laughs) so does
1: do comments like that affect you? There, I think in this season of my life, maybe if I were in my 20s or 30s or perhaps if I had never been married. Um not even I I wouldn't even say that. I think in this season of my life they they they're comedic. They're laughable. <laughs> um if I had known that after 15 years of marriage that I would be divorced, I probably would not have done it.
0: Are you saying get married?
1: Yes, I probably would not have done it. And going back to when you said, you know, um, when you talk about them making these comments as though there's something wrong with her, I said, yeah, there is something wrong with her. What's wrong with her is that she has made a decision um, that allows her not to subject herself to the expectations of the culture.
0: Mm. That's
1: the real problem. The real yeah. problem is that for some people, for some men in particular, it appears that they really hate to see a woman not allow themselves to be controlled um, by their standards mm. or by their expectations, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. set their own standards. They said th- this is, she's not much different from Lori Harvey. Uh, she's doing life. They have, have a whole nother conversation. girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> say, I want to be Lori Harvey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout yes. out to you, Lori. Yes. Live your best life. Live it, darling. Um, yeah. hmm hmm I think that they're just, you know, they want us to be bound by these misogynistic expectations. And when we absolutely refuse to be, then we become a target of ridicule and judgment and criticism. And um, you know, just derogatory commentary, something must be wrong. Um, was something wrong with your single mama who raised you when oh. your daddy
0: left? Oh,
1: because
0: there's that.
1: Um, but we don't want to address
0: that, right? We never go <laughs> it's go. It's, it's, it's really like if I would have clicked on it, I did not do this because I don't have time to try <laughs> to get into the psyche of a man who would say that. I don't have time, but I guarantee you if we clicked on their picture and tried to like research how they are living and what's in their life we would actually come up with things that are quote-unquote wrong with you and why you either aren't married as well or why your kids are misbehaving or what have you and i'm not here to throw stones at anybody but it's just interesting that usually people like you said who are i hate using this word because i don't believe people are above or below but i'll just use it for today below ashanti to try to throw up like throw throw at her right and shanti ain't worried about none of these dudes i I bet you shanti ain't even seen it unless one of her friends was like girl you see they talking about you again on the socials because most people of that level have now decided i'm turning off comments on instagram i'm not looking at dms i'm not paying attention to this social media world because it is a different world it is and i don't mean that in a good way like the show right (laughs) like uh, it is it is mind-boggling to me so what i will say (laughs) especially right now um well the first thought when i saw that picture of ashanti i was like dang she looked good like again i saw her last summer like dang good that's what 43 can look like okay let me get back on this bike let me be out here Mm -hmm. um i'm getting my traveling back up yes i'm going to houston i get to see oh hold on y'all pause pause tayari and i get to meet for the first time in real life (laughs) In a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, from when I'm, yeah. from when this episode drops, actually, I will be with you. Like, I will be, yeah. in we'll be in Houston. And we will be together. So y'all gonna have to, see, if you're listening to this podcast right now, go on our stories, because we probably together right now. <laughs> turn it up, exactly. Turning up in Houston. Exactly.
1: So yeah, <gasps> when I
0: saw that, it was like, yes, encouragement, because she, obviously Oprah has always uh, been somebody to look up to who's never been married and doesn't have kids. But it's wonderful to see somebody in my peer group, right? Like Ashanti. I know Claudia Jordan um, is a single and and no kids. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross, although she's auntie to me because she she in her 50s, so I'm like, that's my auntie. Um, And so I love seeing women like that because when I was 12, I didn't see that. I did not see in my immediate family a woman who was 25 or 30, single, and or no kids. Everybody, right. every woman in my family that I knew at that age either had kids and not married or they were married with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's that, that's neither good or bad. It just, that's what I saw. So for me to now see at this age a 43-year-old woman looking as good as she wants to, doing mm-hmm. what she want to do, it's like, yes, okay, I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay, Rika. You're going to be okay. But in this moment uh, of the last week, two, two three weeks, uh, I, I am hurting a little bit. And, and I think some of it does have to do with, dang, I'm really about to be 40 and have never experienced a love like my mom has with my dad. And I've told my mom that. that <laughs> I've told, let me slow down. I've told my mom that. Because, you know, my parents are at the age where they like, I want grandkids, pick anybody. <laughs> and I'm just like, right. I'm like, mom, right. if I don't get what you have with dad, I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And yeah. so it's like, dang, it really does hurt my feelings that there are some people in this world that look at me as less than because I've never been married and I don't have kids. Now, it doesn't affect it in a way of like, I feel bad about myself. It just makes me sad because i know i deserve that love like i just des- like i like i am so dope i'm such a good woman i am lovable i god loves me i i just wish that i could experience that and so that's what makes me sad it's like dang i'm really about to turn 40 and i've never experienced that that sucks dang that sucks you know if i think about it too long it makes me sad but at the end of the day, I'm going to be okay. And I would rather be in Ashanti's position than in some of these positions that I see around the corner and in the streets and in the... Uh, right,
1: right. <laughs> and, and you know, we kind of chatted about this earlier. You know, I think that marriage is a beautiful thing. Um, it is powerful, you know, and it's wonderful. Um, but I think that we have to be so careful about measuring our value mm-hmm. um on if we're uh marriage material or not, if we're if, if we're married or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you even look at it statistically how women outnumber men, uh, especially in our country, if there's no way possible, right? For everybody for to us, be married. Yeah. For everybody to yep. be married. Um, I think we have to really um ask ourselves and sometimes this requires digging deep
0: mm-hmm.
1: why does that particular status hold so much weight in my life right. as it relates to my identity and my value right is it because i like in your case you you see what your parents have and it's so beautiful it blesses you and you just want to have it or is, is there some void in us that is unfulfilled, where we are looking for a deeper level of validation or affirmation. I need to know that I'm worthy. And the only way for me to know is for it to happen for me, whether it happens or not, you're still worthy. You understand what I'm saying? And I think you get lost. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. because of all the messages of the culture and what 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 they're saying in the manosphere and all these hurtful and cruel things that women are hearing about themselves. You're 40 and you're you're single. You've never been married. Or in my case, you're 40 and uh, you're divorced or you're you're a baby mama now. You know, although my children were a product of my 15 year marriage. But for some people, that doesn't matter. Oh, you got two kids. Yeah, but my children are grown now. Right, so I've done the work. I wish I could tell Tayari's face right now. She's like, mm-hmm. that "Mama, about to be just, in the streets." That's right. Okay, oh. so baby girl graduates in two months, honey. Empty nester over Listener. here. Okay, look. I love that. I love that. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I think we have to do the work—the emotional work, the emotional investigation—to find out why we weight our value. Um, on that status, on that particular status, the, our ability to be married and, and married with children, to have the whole quote unquote American White, dream and nuclear me. family.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I can honestly say it does not. I don't feel less valuable like in my own internal um, uh, psyche, I guess, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. I definitely do not feel less val- like, oh, my God, I'm down here because blah, blah, blah. It It's just dang darn it fiddlesticks mm-hmm. you know like i'm mm-hmm. i don't i'm not gonna get to 40 and have experience now it can happen at 50 you know god is good and things happen and yeah even if i don't. paul was single jesus was single um you know and it's so funny i i uh i am getting more and more comfortable getting older my parents getting older asking questions kind of seeing how my dad feels about guys and stuff because i am a daddy's girl but let me tell you being the daddy's girl was going to sonics games and cheering on the seahawks and we talked about politics and but relationships (laughs) my dad would never bring it up (laughs) ever um ever and so i did um I think it was yesterday well as we're recording this uh the 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 time will be off but um i said something about guys or whatever my dad said guys being intimidated by women ain't nothing new it just seems to be more prevalent now and especially in y'all's age group because when i met your mama i got it together (laughs) (laughs) and i love that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i told him i said yeah dad they they don't make them like they they you know like they used to like they made you because i literally get run away from like i have been told you have it two together that phrase exactly um or i'm not ready for a woman like you that phrase exactly um and so that just makes me sad like dang you know darn but my value is definitely not thank god i I think it used to be especially in my 20s but not today um Yeah. yeah Uh, and then there's one more thing I want to uh, uh, read to you on the Ashanti topic. I really did okay. like this uh, quote that I posted on my Instagram the other day because I saw it. One of my friends actually said to me and she said, y'all really think that a black woman's hyper independence, generally speaking, is self-imposed. And that yeah. narrative is so tired. Like all these black women out here are asking for help and expressing their needs, receiving nothing. That is what breeds hyper independence.
1: Address that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally in agreement. I love how it was articulated. Yeah. Um. Because of the strong black woman syndrome that's so prevalent throughout our generations, you know, um, that we typically um inherit from our predecessors, we are the type of women that we're going to do what needs to be done. We're, we're going to handle it. We're going to take care of it. We're going to become what we need to become to make sure that we are good. That our children are good. Yeah. Um, so if that means, you know, going over and above, if that means working multiple jobs, if that means working and going to school at the same time, um, if that means I got to work a nine to five, then Uber on the weekends, we we just get it done. We're
0: going to get it done. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And it does create a hyper independence. And um, I think we do a good job mostly uh, unless you're like a, a, a Kirsten and a, a Kirsten. I know we'll talk about that. In um, communicating our needs. However, when the needs are not met, we just, in ourselves, the self-preservation in us really shows up and we get out there and we do what needs to be done. Even that is generational. Um, even that is something that is passed down from the days of slavery, but that's a much deeper conversation we can have another time, mm-hmm. how the women were positioned, had positional power. Uh, with the overseers, with the owners, to make provision for the whole family, for the whole house, mm-hmm. right? You can't do it, get it done. You're not in position to get it done. Mm-hmm. You don't have the authority, the know-how, the strategy, the wisdom, the ability. I'll figure it out and I'll get it done, um, even if it's in ways that are demeaning, right, yeah. wow. um, for me. Yeah. And so that's how a lot of us ha- have. That's how a lot of us are are wired, mm-hmm. or engineered, or built. Yeah. Um, and so now there is there seems to be this resentment about that being a part of our makeup yeah but again a lot of that is is birthed out of the fact that when we have communicated our needs they have gone unmet repeatedly
0: repeatedly in all caps okay (laughs) because i can honestly say um you know i probably wasn't good at it in my 20s Uh, maybe i was more of a kirsten i don't want to say all the way um but I am, now that I know myself, I can locate myself. Um, I am very vocal about my needs. Now I may, it is, I'm not going to say like, oh, it's super easy. I don't know if it'll, if it's supposed to be, but you know, explaining your emotions and stuff is a very vulnerable state. And if I don't feel I'm in a safe space, it is harder for me. But Mm -hmm. I am very good. I'm so proud of myself about how I've been able, especially in this last month, to Mm -hmm. explain my needs and they are not being met, and so yeah and so then it's like and then and then they continue to not be met even though i express them so then it's Mm. like okay well i have to guard my heart honey so i'm gonna be over here and i'm done because i don't i i'm not playing in that that pool and i'm not doing that anymore i'm not doing the the holding out hope i'm not doing the um, well, maybe if I try this way, then he'll come around. I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. So now it's like, okay, well, yeah. I'll just be, yeah, see, I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. Right, right. Because yeah. it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. It's a- I cannot do it anymore. I just can't do it. If I'm, I'm not going to fight you for you. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That's good. <laughs> and it's like, I, I really wish, I just tweeted this the, the other day. I really wish that, Growing up, I was more taught that what me and your dad have is not a guarantee. It doesn't matter how good you are in air quotes, it doesn't matter how much you pray about it in air quotes, it doesn't matter the grade you get, it doesn't matter the degree, it doesn't matter how gracious you are, it is not a guarantee. And I feel like if I was yeah. taught that, mm-hmm. then I would be surprised if it when it did happen instead of disappointed when it's not yeah. happening.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. So so then I think that that's an amazing um, strategy for acceptance because a lot of women, as you and I talked about earlier, they grieve. Yeah, They grieve um, the, when relationships don't work, when they fail, they deal with a great deal of grief. They go through those cycles of shock and denial and anger and bargaining and then acceptance for most, right? But then also there's something called anticipated grief. Right. Which is when a person is um, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen for them or work out for them. We typically see this when people have like a, a parent or something with like a severe diagnosis, like a serious illness of some kind. And, you know, they're going to pass at some point. They wrestle with anticipated grief. But I think even in a relational um, standpoint that people have anticipated grief. It just looks like it's not going to happen for me. So we grieve. We grieve the fear that it's not going to happen. Um, and so perhaps if we can do more work, right, emotional work and making peace, right, and living in a place of acceptance that my life is fulfilling and amazing and beautiful and legendary and impactful, whether this particular element, marriage, right, or long-term partnership is a part of my life or not, we just give it so much space in, in within us. We give it so much power, in our lives and i think that it's it's really unhealthy for us um especially as women yeah no i agree i agree so
0: i'm doing good she hasn't made me cry yet y'all let give me come on get yes good job good Good job (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. um yes okay so let's move on to i think this is a great segue because i think who we're talking about not only me but also jasmine and I have told you that I see myself a lot in like, girl, I'm like, oh, my God, Jasmine, I've been here. Oh, my God, I would do that. Oh, my God. Um, and she's just in a predicament because she is, quote, unquote, married now. Right. And she's on this show. So it's like, does she tap out like Dominique did or does she keep holding out hope and, and keep going until decision day? Um, And so I want to go back to a comment that you made just a few minutes ago about. um. You have to figure out and you please help me with this statement because now I'm going to forget what you said. But I think it was um, if you only want to be in a relationship to prove that you are valuable and lovable is not going to work. It's not going to work.
1: And you see that in Jasmine. Talk, talk about that. Absolutely. You know, Jasmine um, talks about at a certain point, I want to say it's in episode 11 about feeling rejected. She talks about yeah. how she's yeah. only beginning to love herself and now she's partnered with someone who has rejected her, or not feeling her, or what have you. Right. Um, and the danger in something like that is that the motive is wrong, the intent is wrong. When you partner with someone or you're seeking out marriage simply for the sake of validation because you need to know that you're worthy, right? You know, I want to know that somebody else loves me the way that I love me, or someone else can accept me the way that I accept me, that I am acceptable, that I am lovable. Again, this is about worth, not necessarily value, right? But it is about worth. Do I feel worthy? You know, I need to know that I'm worthy of this partnership. And now that she is partnered with someone who I believe is emotionally unavailable, and I do think that Dr. Pepper and the psychologist of the team failed her by partnering her with someone who was emotionally unavailable. He mm-hmm. he may have articulated his desire to be emotionally available, to yeah. be uh, married and to be loved, but he is not present emotionally mm-hmm. at all. He is just as absent as a white sheet when, when when it's you know his expressions his affect everything is just not even present right it's very flat um most of the time and i hurt for her when i when i see her talk about and express her you know her experience with him because she's very present and she's she desperately wants to be loved by him I know. and it's almost as though the more she wants it The more unwilling he is. Yeah, he backs up. I I could hear the truck beep,
0: beep. Like, he backs up every time she's being vulnerable. Like, I need this from you, or I would like this from you. And he's just like, like you said, this face, like, well, I'm not attracted to you, so I don't know. We should
1: just hang out more right i mean Mm -hmm. what not at all there's no intimacy happening between the two of them and when he says to her i don't think we should have sex until after decision decision day day. Mm -hmm. and he this is the same person who we witnessed talk about nothing but sex in the very beginning right to me she has been given so many exits so many opportunities to exit Mm -hmm. but when you have that void in you when that rejection is um, re, when that those old wounds of, of rejection are re injured, what she's doing right now is what we typically see in women who, who are dealing with that kind of rejection. And that is she's trying to prove her worth. She's trying to earn mm-hmm. his yeah. acceptance. She's trying to earn his affection. She's yeah. trying to qualify herself yeah. to him. She's trying to make herself more attractive. Even yeah. if you look at how she's wearing the makeup now, the makeup is all the time. It's, because, it's yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm and the 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 dress attire is a little bit more seductive the backs like she's doing the things that she knows to do as a woman to be more desirable so that he doesn't continue to reject her but he is emotionally absent and he is not attracted to her and it's just not going to happen she's I, setting herself up for perpetual re-injury
0: mm-hmm. let me tell you something my dad was watching episode 11 with me so my dad is here this weekend and we yeah. are you know as i told you on another conversation that in the community that, that i live in um a school an elementary school a whole elementary school is named after my grandmother, my dad's mom. My so dad. Virgie Robinson Elementary School in Pasco, Washington. If you Google it, it'll pop up. And so we're in the planning phases of the golf tournament. That's in a few weeks and the clothing drive, right? We're, we're on awesome. the home stretch. And so my dad was watching it, right? I was like, dad, I got to record a podcast uh, tomorrow with my friend. And mm-hmm. he's on the computer listening. And he looked mm-hmm. up and he goes, this sound like a show I would never be on. What is happening? <laughs> so I was trying to explain Eris's disdain or whatever with jasmine and Mm -hmm. i said that he is not attracted to this girl named jasmine dad and wait till you see jasmine i said i want to hear your thoughts right so then jasmine comes on the screen finally my dad goes she pretty. What's wrong with him? I said. I, I guess he's not. She's not thick enough. Some. Some. And my dad said, she's not thick enough. You can change that."
1: <laughs> That's that old school. Right. How you put some on? You put right. some pounds right. on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he get you right. Exactly. You need about exactly. six months.
0: Exactly. two pounds heavier. Bread, <laughs> something like. Are we in Nashville? Like all that biscuits and gravy? We could be smoking up <laughs> right now. Like come on, come on. <laughs> So my dad right. was really like, I'm not understanding, It it's not like he got a problem. So to hear my dad mm-hmm. say that was beautiful and I love it. And, and plus my dad's funny, it's 71 years old, right? He's hilarious. But, um, okay, so you said that he is emotionally unavailable. Yeah, definitely. I like, um, and yep, I, and I, I obviously agree. I like tangible things. Can you give us an example of what would show that he is emotionally available while he's trying to work through this. I'm not attracted to her. What I think, would show a woman like, oh, go
1: ahead. Yep. <laughs> no, you go
0: ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's several ways that he can show up for her. If he's emotionally available. First of all, he can show her some affection. Just I'm not a little seeing can yes. show her any affection. I, I haven't heard him compliment her beyond her ability to take care of him. Nothing about her as I a person.
0: Loved her while while he had COVID, right? Oh my
1: God, you're taking care of me. Exactly, girl. Well, he even complained. He said if I had to give her a score on a scale of one to 10 for how she took care of me, I, w- I would give her a seven.
0: How did I miss that? He said that?
1: I he missed her. Maybe I was in the kitchen cooking or something. What? He gave wow. her a seven. Wow. A seven. Wow. 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 A seven. So um, so that was an opportunity for him to really show up for her emotionally and really even just demonstrate his appreciation, real appreciation, right? Real gratitude for her efforts. Um, but all he seems to kind of do is complain about the, un- the unattractiveness, about the dogs. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, he he is just, as he said, he's not attracted to her. Um, When he talks about the one time he almost fell in love and how it impacted him, I mean, is it, is it important to share? Yes. But the fact that you are revisiting this in a way that says, because he's now listen, when he finished talking about that, he said in that moment, I was like 28. And I said, nah, you know, like never again or something like that. OK, that lets you know that that's where he stopped. He never talks about, I learned from that or Mm, the next mm, time or when mm. the opportunity comes back around, I'll do this, that, and the other. He never says, I think this is gonna be different. Mm -hmm. He gives her absolutely nothing. Wow. So I think that if he were willing to just open himself up um, and really appreciate her for the person she is outside of just what she does for him, that perhaps, right? he may become more emotionally available. Show her some affection. Show
0: her so that connection could be made. Like that's why they gave him the games, right? To to play because there needs to be that emotional connection um, to happen. And then he took it to the sex lane, right? And made her feel um, bad about never having an orgy, never kissing oh. a woman, never having a threesome, never did it these are the standards you want in your wife and even if she did she's not a bad woman like you know what have you but him he was like oh my god that it made her sound boring um to him and i could tell in that moment i was like jasmine is over him jasmine is annoyed by eris and i i wish she would do what dominique did and walk away
1: um but we'll wow. see, you know, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much vexed. I am um, more so with the facilitators, the clinicians mm-hmm. involved in this process. They are, they are witnessing, watching her, I think it's, a, it's unethical and some, some people may say that I think you're taking it too far Dr. Ty, but I think it's unethical for them to watch her, to exploit um, her pain. They see what's happening. They see what he's doing. They see that she's having some major issues with rejection. Um, and she pro- she has some, some wounds that have been reopened. And we don't know what all happens behind the scene or if they're having individual sessions or what have you, and right. if they're giving them right. the opportunity to go or to leave or, or stay. But I do think that they knew that these issues were present in her, just like they knew that he was emotionally absent and unavailable. And to pair them together, uh, just, just not, I, I don't understand how, how it happened. Um, they clearly don't want the same things how do you match somebody who's been in love multiple times he even tried to shame her about that you've been in love a bunch yeah, of times right like 5 times she's like where do you get 5 from right, maybe like 3 threw out a number so he has no in, no intention no desire nothing about his posture towards her says i am ready to try
0: yeah yeah and i again back to the emotionally unavailable i it's just becoming more and more clear what that looks like and what that means for me and in the situation that I'm in, that we talked about before we were recording on how that does show up and me making the decision to step away is Mm -hmm. the best decision for me because I do still have some of that. um, Well, I want to hold out hope. Let me see if he, you know will come around mm-hmm. in me and so i fight myself mm-hmm. a lot with that um mm-hmm. i'm definitely quicker at that No, no, cuz i've set some um boundaries for me yeah. you know if i am unclear if i'm confused i'm walking cuz god is yeah. not the author of confusion and so that's right. that's my my number one in conjunction with how am i feeling what is my body telling me mm-hmm. and i that listen and yes and i listen to that Now, does it hurt to walk away? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. it does. And in that grieving um, space that uh, uh, you were talking about, I'm definitely in the. um,
1: uh, Well, first, uh, tell us the levels. Let's have Dr. T. Well, they're not they're not levels. They're cycles. And when you're grieving, you can go through cycles multiple times. All right. So there's shock which is typically what we first experience. There's denial, um, there's bargaining, there's anger, and then there's acceptance. And then I really love, there's a workout, I want to say it's by Kubler Ross, um, where she talks about um, uh, finding meaning, right? So we kind of call it like the sixth cycle where you're able to kind of repurpose your grief or your pain or your loss and what you've gone through. But the first foundational cycles um, are those five. So yeah, where do you, where do you yep. see yourself? And I'm angry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I am pissed off. I literally told him that today
0: I am pissed off because yeah. like, I just feel like my time was wasted, um, mm-hmm. in the situ in, in, and now this is a situation I've never been in. Um, but. It, I do think it's. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. I walked in yeah. very naive to this situation. Um, and while i feel like my time is wasted i don't think he would say that and what he's going through is valid however i don't have to deal with it especially if you are emotional again i'm gonna bring up that word again he is emotionally unavailable because if Eris were to i'm gonna just use Eris as an example because i don't want to air out this gentleman's business but if like i'm so logical if you if Eris, and i was jasmine and if Eris said to me as jasmine i am struggling with this thought that I'm not attracted to you, but I want to work through this with you. What can I do to help you feel comfortable? What are things that we can do to grow this connection? Because I, I, the idea of like continue to go out on dates is great. That's great. But you're not emotionally unavailable. So you're not even receiving anything. And then you are not giving Jasmine anything to work off of. And that's where I'm at. I've, I have not been given anything to work off of to go through this with you because I do understand a relationship, marriage, people are gonna go through some things. But what Eris is showing and what this gentleman is showing me is that you are not even available to fight through this. You so don't work. want to, you don't yeah. want. You, you gotta, gotta show up first. Show up boo. Cause how are we gonna make it through a marriage? So yeah. when people show you who they are, believe them. And I have choose to believe him. And I yeah. want Jasmine to do the same. <laughs>
1: I yeah. Think. Yeah. Me too. And that's really great for you. Like, yeah. like really for real, real life kudos to you Thank for having you. the strength Thank and the capacity to make a decision that was hard for you. Right. A decision that goes against kind of what you want for yourself, but that is an alignment with what you need. Right. So needs over once. Okay. 100%. Um, And so I think that Jasmine really just needs more support emotionally. She needs somebody in her corner to say, listen to me. Yeah. I want you to yeah. start looking at this for what it is yeah and get yourself out of there i think the longer she stays the longer she exposes herself or su- subjects herself to a further re-injury yeah. right yeah um to hear her say i only just started to love myself to love this person whatever you know and now this person is not um is not feeling me is it's not want me and you know how sexually driven they are yep um and so you're you're very sexually driven. But you're not attracted to me so you don't want to have sex that's all she needs that's all I, 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 you don't want me you don't want you me. don't want me you don't, you want, don't me. want me mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact you've never been in love with anybody so you probably hadn't met anybody that you really wanted but um you know long term
0: right right yep so um i know we want okay so i know i've done predictions on every episode that we've recorded so let's do jasmine and Eris, and then we'll move on to kirsten and uh Shaq. so on decision day <laughs> if they make it to decision day and keep going i guess they'll be having sex but um I, I i am i probably could speak for you but i don't think they that they will uh continue but what are your thoughts do you think that they will actually when they ask them do you want to stay married will they say yes or no
1: <laughs> when I look at the wound, the size of the wound that I see her carry, I think she's going to do, until she heals herself, until the healing work is done, I think she's going to continue to try and qualify herself for his love.
0: And I've been there, but I'm no longer there. So I get it.
1: I, I, I If she does that, I know exactly where she's at. You know, he strikes me as the type of person that he would stay with her because she's going to take care of him while he also finds someone who he's actually attracted to, who's able to meet all of those, you know, sexual, physical needs. But she's always good because she's a keeper. She really is a keeper. Yeah. And so that's kind of the type of person that he kind of strikes me as being. And then she, because she wants to be married and wants to be desired. As long as he stays, she'll stay. Um, is that what I wanna see happen? No, absolutely no. not. I want her to get out of there, get out. Run, um, Jasmine. Run, but we've been saying run, Jasmine, since we found out that he had never been had in never love been there. Ever. or ever. Sorry, never been um, in love, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I just think, when I saw her sit across from from him and say, Okay, so no sex until after decision day, but we'll do other things to work on our intimacy, right? You know, she's giving him these social cues to answer the way that she wants him to answer, and he's like, yeah. And the way that she wants him to answer so she'll she can feel
0: okay, uh, so she can have that thread of hope to hold on to. Like I need yeah, him I to say that I so I can feel like we're in this together.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's like really heartbreaking, Um, but I think they're probably going to I think he's going to finesse her. He's going to keep her in there as long as he can. Run, Jasmine. And I know
0: (laughs) for them, it's already over and we don't know where they are because they do. I do know for reality shows, you do have to sign that agreement that you will not talk about it until it's over. But so wherever she is, I hope she's okay. But as we're watching in the show, I'm like, run, girl, run so um okay speaking of emotionally unavailable let's talk about your girl kirsten <laughs> oh my god so um, let me let's see okay hold on i don't I'm, I'm scrolling down to to where these uh where my notes on them are okay so what i am seeing and then i want you to take it take the lead on them is kirsten thinks that shaquille should be a mind reader okay and in the beginning and he literally said this well when we first got married you didn't want me to touch you you didn't want me to kiss you you didn't want me to do all of these things and now all of a sudden you want all of these things but you expect me to just know that and this is the fight that is every day with them i need you to open up more kirsten i need you like who are you and she literally said There's so many things you don't know about me. And then he said, okay, well, tell me one. And she was like, uh, (laughs) and had nothing to say about herself. Am I seeing that correctly? What are you seeing when you look at Kirsten and Shaquille's relationship?
1: I don't think that Kirsten is emotionally unavailable, but I do think she is guarded like Fort Knox. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she has a chronic fear of vulnerability, and for him to know her makes her feel too exposed. I am not sure that two things, one, that Kirsten knows who she is, and then two, if she does, I'm not sure if she likes herself, because mm. she is hiding. Something. She's been hiding this entire season. Yeah. 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 30 days into a marriage and the man is still asking who are you what are you, how are you feeling what are you thinking and so there seems to be a chronic fear of of being seen um i think she likes the idea of being partnered of being married and having someone there so that she can have that nuclear family and that perfect aesthetic but I do not think that she has the emotional bandwidth to be vulnerable enough to let him really see her mm-hmm. and know who she is. We haven't even really seen her let her hair down, except for maybe when they did the mud, um, the, A- the ATV oh, rides right, where right. she was really enjoying herself. Yeah, But other than that, she is always completely composed. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly com- composed. Yeah. That scares me, honey. I'm not even going to use the word that I want to use to tell you what it's given, but it's given ends and paths scares me. Run, Shaq, <laughs> like you guys run.
0: You know, maybe Jasmine and the Shaq would be good together because I, I, I feel like I just, I do feel bad for Shaq. Cause he, that baby is trying. He is trying and he keeps hitting that brick wall. And so I want you to talk about that a little bit more cuz I just heard you kind of mention why you think she would go on a show like this. Uh, what I don't I, for you to be this shut down, why would somebody like her want to go on a reality show? What do you think you're going to get from this situation? That you're happy. I don't I don't understand
1: why somebody like her would go on a show like this. I think yeah, I think both she and Shaquille are very like uh, logical uh, people and they're very like uh, intel- intellectually heavy in a sense, you know, being you know, very educated people or what have you. Yeah. So I think it was about this was a logical decision for them, not really like an emotional decision. This was to me in their case, it appears to be, OK, I've done everything I can do personally to try to find my partner. At this point, I'm gonna trust the experts more than I trust myself to find my perfect partner and match. Okay, um, and that's what they did. They submitted themselves to this process to allow the experts to do the work that they didn't. They don't have the time and space or capacity to do it anymore. Right. Um, and they found each other. They wound up with each other. However, the work that needs to be done, I'm gonna say, especially in her case, individually has not been done. And so now they're trying to do a collective work to make the situation work. And I get it. People there's always going to be two perf- imperfect people coming together to make a relationship work, but everybody has to do both their individual work and their collective work. The collective work is not effective if the individual work is not being done. Right. Right. Um right. I'm tired for Shaquille. I no. I am exhausted for him. Yes. Um, because, as you said, he's like pulling for her, pulling for her, pulling for her. Tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel. Tell me who you are. And she's just kind of like, okay, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you have to ask me the right questions to get to know me. You, she said that. You, you, I remember. Yeah, like I. I... <sighs> okay, one more question I have uh, about uh, Kirsten is um, I know you're saying individual work. So yeah. if, if someone like Kirsten is listening and you're watching the show Mavs, whether you are or not, maybe you're getting a clear picture of um, her, of who she is. And maybe you can relate to this. What work would you tell the woman listening right now and, and the woman like Kirsten to do on herself before she gets into a relationship? What work should Kirsten have done before she went on this journey?
1: Yeah, I think she should definitely look at her ability to be um, uh, emotionally present, right? So I don't think she's completely unavailable, but I do think she could have a greater presence. You know, if you're afraid to be vulnerable, why? If you are afraid to put yourself out there, if you're afraid to be exposed, you need to go and do the work of why, finding out why. Um, Where does that come from? What is that rooted in? How is it impacting your relationships? Um, Where does this um, uh, inability or fear of being really seen come from? Did someone tell you that you weren't worthy? Did someone tell you that something was wrong with you? Did someone make you feel like that you were an inconvenience or a problem? Um, Did someone tell you that they um, make you feel as though you weren't worth um, being heard or seen or or to be able to take up space? You know, what are the issues? Let's deal with the root um, and get you to a place of wholeness so that you can feel safe enough Right. To show up in your own marriage. Yeah. A show that you decided to go on. You
0: know, I, I, uh, th- th- what I said to my dad was, it seems to me that people who are, these people are really, really picky. And for them to go on a show where somebody picks somebody for you is very interesting to me. Cause you're, you see, like Kirsten seems to be picky, Eris seems to be picky to me. But then you went on a show where somebody just, blindly pick somebody for you and not that you have to accept everything but it's just interesting to me to see their reaction to people that they have decided they don't like or what it's not working if you knew you were picky
1: then why did you go on a show these are the people who can't pick for themselves Mm -hmm. yeah they have they have failed at choosing for themselves repeatedly and so they put that decision making or the ability to choose in the hands of the experts yeah. and it still didn't work for them. It didn't work for them because they need to. It's them. It's not it's not the other people who necessarily. And I don't know all their partners. I can't say it would be ridiculous for me to say, oh, all the other partners they've yeah. been with have been perfect and amazing. I don't know that. But what what I do know is that if there is a pattern of failed relationships and you want to be married and you haven't been married and if if you're either having a picking problem or person problem right personhood problem you and you have some work to do and I think it's very obvious with Iris and with Karsten that they both I'm not I don't believe that they're ready for marriage Yeah. either either one of them
0: yeah yeah because Kirsten in that situation and what they're showing us yeah she doesn't even know how to explain to Shaquille, Shaquille how to help her open up. Like, if you know yeah. this about yourself, like I do shut down, I am very guarded, uh, Yeah. can you do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Um and I have not heard her. I've kind of seen her dance around. Well, you need to ask me questions and you know, blah blah blah. And I'm just like that's not enough.
1: It's not how this works. Not it's not enough. how this works. Right. Share what you want him to know and then allow him to ask the questions yep. that go along with that. Yep. Here's the other thing. Here's the other pattern and this is why I think Shaquille should run. Every time someone asks them about their intimacy. How's your intimacy? It she says it's a little, it's okay. Or she'll just say, no, we don't have any intimacy. And he'll say, yes, yes, we do. We do oh, have yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's not even connecting with him on an emotional level. Right. Yeah.
0: Cause she likes to be on him and around him. Like she, she likes that, but yeah, I, I just, it is because I don't have a clinical eye like you do, I just be so confused. I just be looking at the TV like, what is happening? <laughs> like, yeah. why is this happening? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Like, I just, oh my goodness. Oh. So <laughs> Go ahead. honestly, all right. And I'm going to say this. I'm going I'm to put myself out here on a limb and say this. People may not like when I say this, but I, I think that Shaquille is an accessory for Kirsten. He is- A status. Status yes. symbol. Mm-hmm. That's it. She wants to be a wife. It plays into her perfect scenario of what her life should be. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, that's it. I
0: receive it. I, I see that. I see it. I see it. All right, Dr. T. <laughs> I made it through. I made it. I, look, I saved all the tears for our private conversation. That's what it was. Okay. Yay. Uh, and that makes, that makes me happy because even though I know I'm in a space of pissed off, uh, I'm processing what's happening to me, what's what's happening yes. in this situation. Mm-hmm. So that makes me happy. Like, wow, okay, so I'm getting better. And I knew I was going to be okay. I knew um, out here in these dating streets, I said, okay, you know, you're going to keep your heart open. Um, you are going to to um, dibble and dabble. And if it doesn't work out, it is going to hurt. But you're going to be okay.
1: You're going to be okay. And,
0: yep. And this week, that's what I've been telling myself. Remember when you said it's going to hurt? Well, this is the hurt. Right. <laughs> this is it. This is it. So, I love
1: that you're sitting with your hurt, and you're not being avoided, no, and you're no, not no. trying to get away from it, and you're not trying to pretend it's not there. Nope, I can't do that anymore. No I can't do that. You are on anymore. the fast track. Yes, uh, I am.
0: Girl, you should look at my notes. <laughs> I have. I literally have a folder on my phone that says "Letters to Rika," and I have. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my um my so I have a picture. I have a, like two pictures of younger Rika in my house. And I literally wrote a note to younger Rika about you gonna make it to 40 and never have um received the love that your mom has for your dad, but you are going to be okay. Your life is so dope. You and I talked to myself because when I was little, I was like, I'm gonna be a performer, I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna meet celebrities, I'm gonna and I tell I tell myself that. Like you have met that yeah. person and you have so I cause I had to cause that's I'm she's hurt, my seven year old, my twelve year old, who was like Cause again, I grew up in the two parent household and it's like, wow, mom and dad. And, and I used to put them on a pedestal. I don't anymore, but, and you know, so that, that wound, um, you know, kind of get, it, it definitely gets stepped on when the rejection happens, mm-hmm. but it's only because I was like, dang, seven year old Rika is not going to get that, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Cause guess what? I walk away with my dignity. Okay. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to, to, Kirsten and Shaq, is there anything that we missed um, that you see that's going on in their relationship that we should talk about?
1: Um, Shaq also seems to be extremely family oriented. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I initially, it appeared that Kirsten had a very close relationship with her family, with her, her, her mom and them, but
0: we haven't really yeah. seen them. Right, I remember us talking about that in the beginning. Yeah, it did seem that yeah. way. We haven't
1: seen them, nor have we really even heard her make mention of family. Yeah. And he's a very big family man. um, And he is very selfless. If you see kind of his relationship with his mentees, um, it appears that he's more selfless and very much um, kind of a giver. And I'm not seeing I I don't see where. So to me, there are certain things, certain values that couples have to have in common. When we listen to her talk, it's all about what she needs. I have not heard her say, "What do you need from me?" Oh, that is so
0: true. That is so true. I was so busy, like, oh my god, Kirsten, just open up, say this, do this. Da-da-da-da. She has never once, not at least not in the the footage that they are showing us now. What's happening? Yeah. We don't know on the outskirts, yeah. but she yeah. has never once said, "What do you need from me, Chad? mm-hmm yeah Damn.
1: so fundamentally they, they're just so what they value how they approach marriage love is so fundamentally different so very much i'm all. hoping that uh he gets out yeah i was gonna
0: say so then on decision day <laughs> yeah what is the prediction because they will ask do you want to stay married or get a divorce and it's so dramatic the way they do it it's so but yeah but um yeah what is your prediction so far to
1: episode 11? <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I have these backwards, but I'm gonna go ahead and go against the grain. Um, I'm thinking that Aries and Jasmine are going to stay and I'm thinking Shaquille and Kirsten are going to part ways. Yeah, and I hope Shaq does it. Because <laughs> I want him to feel proud
0: of himself. Like, even though she was beautiful, even though this is what I wanted, Mm -hmm. even though Mm -hmm. I knew that I could make it work if I was getting something from her, you are not giving me what I need. And so you're giving me nothing to work with. And so I'm out. Yeah. So, But she also is not still, she still talks about the lack of physical attraction. Right, right, right. And again, (laughs) how many times, her, him and Jasmine, Shaq and Jasmine, how many times can you hear? And he's, I think, no, Jasmine said it. I can only hear that so much you're not attracted to me before i'm just like shut down then like okay well then i don't know what to do i can't change you know what i mean without literally going under surgery and that's not a thing so um, i don't know what to do in this situation you have given me nothing so i am done Look at me saying what I would do because that's what I did. Okay. Um, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, then that's it. Did we miss anything? Are we good?
1: You know, I think we are good. Um, I do wish we could have t- kind of touched on the whole Dominique thing. Um, we, we, I thought that Dominique's mama... Was going to keep her in that situation And she was going to please mommy But she went against the grain. mom Was super disappointed Super Big
0: disappointed time. That's so true Yes we do.
1: <laughs> you
0: know what you are so right Yeah let's talk about Dominique and McKinley real quick So <laughs> Dominique asked for the divorce And she stepped down And then there was a moment Where she for a second said Well we can have a conversation Right um, Because the group was like oh you should pressure. try you should try it pressure. was pressure yeah and i knew that that was the wrong answer <laughs> um so then when they finally were alone it was evident that we made the right decision even though yeah, both of them have a different version of the story um but you are abs so yeah so what did you feel about that um and then we'll talk about her mom
1: you know, we talked about her being immature and about her looking for something different. I really think she was looking for someone to take care of her. She was looking for more of a stable provider. Um, Yeah. An older gentleman where she didn't have to worry about things um, financially. That's what I think she was looking for. Um, but who also would give her that sense of adventure. And yeah. he just didn't, he didn't fit the mold. And... It was so interesting, the dichotomy, to hear her repeatedly complain about him being a complainer, but literally the man did not complain the entire time. He was literally trying like, Uh, okay, so you need this from me?
0: Okay, I'll do this. And let me, like McKinley was ready to do whatever. Like, I I, I I really want to be
1: married, but she just- I I mean, like, it was violence. You know what I'm, like, the the (laughs) way that she handled him, it was violence, it was emotional violence, it was. Um, because the more he gave, the more she rejected him. Like, it seemed to be targeted, like intentional. Like, oh, are oh, you trying to be adventurous today? Not good enough. Right. Oh, yeah. I said I needed this. Well, too late. You know, it's the like- The bar is now here. You didn't get it. The bar is
0: here. It kept moving. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Like, I feel like and mom, something like- I feel like you're attacking me. What did he say? Or are you it, like nitpicky? Or
1: everything I do isn't right? He yeah. said something like that. So
0: he was definitely feeling she was. that violence. Yeah. She was, yeah.
1: and you know, mama, mama, she had her full-on black mom face. She was pissed. Her mama was done. I could yeah. tell that that's not a conversation that she's gonna want to have with her for a while about her being married. Yep. But I also it did also make me wonder and um, and consider. If mom's desire for her to be married was to help settle her because she knows how wild she is. Remember when we got to see a little snippet of that at the bachelorette party? party. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And I think mom was looking to really kind of like get her settled, you know, because she's probably living her best life. And um, it didn't work. And so mom was upset. But I think she really mishandled him. I think giving him false hope in front of the group was mm-hmm. cruel because yeah. she knew that he desperately wanted it to work. And he was really humiliated mm-hmm. in the end when he realized that that was not genuine when she said, maybe, maybe. she didn't mean it. Right. So,
0: right. right. And then who said, you know, I did write down this note. Um, I, it was either Dr. Pepper or, um, um, Pastor Cal who said, uh, maybe 25 was too young. And I want you to take ample time to explore life. If you're going to be in a relationship and in a marriage, you have to fight for it. And that takes life and that takes grit. And you know what? Now that I'm hearing it, it was Pastor Cal. And I thought that was great advice for her. I said, exactly, baby girl, you are 25 and you have not, there's so much that you have not learned yet about your capacity to love, uh, who you are, um, <laughs> how you find common ground, she just couldn't do it. She like, I'm, I'm done. Baby, you in a marriage. The, the way, how you're acting, that's dating street stuff. But you're right. in a marriage. So you gonna fight for it or not? And she was just
1: over it. Well, he don't do this, I'm done. I don't think it's all the 25s. I think it's her. Oh, yeah, There's okay. a lot of 25s who they, they understand what it is to be married and they right. want that and they desire that and they're capable. They have a capacity, they have the EQ. Uh, and they're ready and they make amazing partners. I think in her case, we saw at the bachelorette party. And I don't know why was- things happen at bachelorette parties, but typically, I mean, you know, this is going to be like public one day, right? right? Like, we're going to be it was just either. a lot. Right, right, right. When, um, when she told uh, her friends, if he asked me to give up girls night out, she basically okay. said that was a deal breaker. That wasn't happening. She wasn't ready to sacrifice girls night out. Right. And it, right. there was just a lot of cues prior to that said, this woman is not ready to be a wife. And so I get, I guess when I kind of calm down and think about it, this is all made for TV, they're doing this for entertainment right. purposes. But many of the people are partnered where there's one person who desperately wants it and there's another person who's just not ready. Right. and. Uh, Okay. Excuse me. Um, I wonder if,
0: right. So as the producers of the show, right, I wonder if they do this on purpose or like, well, we'll see what yeah. happens, but let's partner. <laughs> right. They're like, well, let's see, you know, cause it's like, it's like the real world was like, let's, you put seven strangers in a room. Remember the whole title that they had? That's literally the blueprint pretty much that every reality show, in my opinion, took and said, let's see what happens you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and then they may focus on one or two that they know will work because, oh, what's the, um, is it Chris and not Gina, but, um, the, 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 the couple with the dogs and he was crying about the dogs.
1: Yeah. That's um, yeah. Chris, that's Chris. Chris. And what's the baby girl's name? Is it Jess? No, I, I know I don't it's not, it's
0: definitely not Gina, but it's the, it's the other one. Now I love them. And I thought that Again, just going back to your comment of like, we're going to be able to see this cuz they're filming all the time and da da da. Chris was very honest. He said, "Okay, so I said something about you that I don't want you to see on film and I don't know if they're going <laughs> to say it, but I have to say when they asked me if I was attracted to you, I said, yes. I mean, I'm usually used to some something more. I think he used the word athletic, which I don't know why they keep mm-hmm. using. word. Um, but he said, "But I'm so attracted to you. I just didn't want you to see it." And but I loved that. I said, see, "Yeah." See, yeah see yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, integrity see. that intention to protect her i want that that was beautiful i thought that was a beautiful moment and i i i believe th- that's yeah. the couple that's gonna make it thank you for listening to single you the podcast Did you learn something? Was it a positive experience from you? Did it make you think in a different way? I wanna know that. So can you do me a favor? Can you leave me a review? I know that on Apple Podcasts, you can definitely leave a comment and a five-star review. I think you can on Spotify, but I'm not sure about the other platforms. But on Apple Podcasts, it's simple. All you gotta do is say, Rika, I learned something, or I loved it when you said X, Y, and Z. Or you could say, your guest said X, Y, and Z, and I loved it. You hit submit. five. Star review, boom, then I get the review. I see it and it helps me play the algorithm game. Okay. The more comments and reviews that I get, the more that these platforms push my podcast up for more women like you to listen to this podcast. You can go a step further and you can even share this podcast with a friend. If you're like, yo, my friend would love this episode or would learn from this episode. It would be positive for her. Can you share it, please?